We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. On AM 1420, The Answer. It's a Monday, the 25th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so much for being with us. We are guest-free this hour, so if you would like to uh, join us to discuss the Mueller report, uh, to talk about uh, where we go from here, talk about Bob Mueller himself, his clearing of the president on the collusion charges, but his leaving enough of the water muddied on the issue of obstruction of justice that the Democrats can seize upon that and demand uh, that William Barr, the AG, testify before the judiciary or the oversight or both committees, maybe a joint session. Uh, but uh, they've he's left enough room there for the Democrats to claim that the president has not been fully exonerated, which is the exact opposite, of course, of what the president's personal attorney, Jay Sekulow, whom you also hear, by the by, on AM 1420, the answer had to say. No collusion and no obstruction, and the, and the, the Department of Justice agrees with us. So you can't get much better than that. I think it was important to note a couple of things that, uh, number one, there was absolutely no evidence of any Trump campaign or anyone associated with the campaign conspiring or coordinating with the Russians uh, in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. That was, by the way, the entire basis upon which this investigation started. So there was zero evidence of that after thousands of, of uh, subpoenas and documents and uh, dozens and dozens of interviews. That was the conclusion. And then as to the obstruction of justice issue, I think the most important part of that is the, uh, on page three, it says, in cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the report identifies no actions that, in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct, had a nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding, and were done with corrupt intent. And under the Department of Guidelines, under the Department of Justice Guidelines, uh, no charges could be brought. I, I think that's, uh, I think it's just a complete 100% vindication of the president. It is a complete 100% Hold on a second. It's a complete 100% vindication for the president from William Barr, the Attorney General, and Rod Rosenstein, the Deputy Attorney General, but not 100% from Mueller himself, which again, I believe is uh, it, it's, it's a dereliction of duty. It is. Bob Mueller could not find any evidence of the president obstructing justice either. So rather than just saying that, he said, I also couldn't find any evidence that he didn't obstruct justice. So therefore, eh, we'll leave it open. That's unbelievable. That's reprehensible. That, quite frankly, ought to be considered illegal. Because he's essentially saying, we're going to force him to prove the negative. I couldn't find any proof that he didn't do it, so there might be some out there that he did do it, even though I couldn't find that either. That, to me is just um you know that that's that's par for the course that is par for the course especially when it comes uh to you know to uh, in in this particular case a special counsel appointed by a very partisan anti-trumper named Rod Rosenstein who demanded that he go out there and get Donald Trump he couldn't get Donald Trump so the best he could do in return for the appointment and the mil- to 
open-ended question saying, not sure if he obstructed justice or not. Congressman Devin Nunes, former Congressman Devin Nunes, uh, is sure. And uh, he spoke about this as well on Fox News. And he said, thank goodness we have grown-ups running the Department of Justice now. This matters. Piece the puzzle. It's no different, Shannon, than what they've been saying for the last many, many years. So we've had two and a half years of this. And I have to remind everybody, let's not forget, it is likely that this investigation started in late 2015, but for sure by early 2016, by Clinton operatives and likely people at the highest levels of the FBI and Department of Justice. Let that sink in a second. This investigation was started in late 2015, early 2016 by Clinton operatives and DOJ and FBI officials. So we have had three and a half years of this. Our counterintelligence capabilities in this country were turned against a political party. The American people should be ticked at this. And thank God we finally have an attorney general. And I congratulate Attorney General Barr today. We finally have the grown-ups back in charge to get the Department of Justice back on its feet and clean out these dirty cops. That is such a very important point that uh, that uh, Congressman Nunes said. And that's why I asked Jim Jordan, do we need to appoint a second special counsel now to investigate everything regarding the Hillary Clinton campaign from that period of time? Because as Congressman Nunes just pointed out, you know, this started back during that that pre-primary phase in the late summer of 2015 after President Trump in June of 2015 announced his uh, candidacy. The wheels were in motion to try to derail this guy, this particular candidate, from a field of other Republican candidates. And they originated at the highest levels of government. So when you consider it from you know that vantage point, how can they not appoint another special counsel to, a, to investigate um, the highest levels of the Department of Justice and the FBI from that period of time? And quite frankly, and I, you know, this is going to sound like I'm uh, going conspiracy guy, but how much did Barack Obama know? And when did he know it? Were all of these people at Obama's DOJ... And on Obama's FBI, were they all rogue? Were they all operating without the knowledge of the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief? Or were they acting not only with his knowledge and his approval, but were they acting under his orders? I think that's a very legitimate and real question that deserves a very legitimate and real investigation in order to find an answer. Loretta Lynch was overseeing the DOJ then as the the Attorney General. James Comey was overseeing the FBI. We know about some of the other uh, highest uh, uh, leadership at the FBI, Peter Strzok, uh, Lisa Page, uh, the FBI Attorney, uh, Andrew McCabe, the Deputy FBI Director, We know about their feelings about Trump because all of that has been exposed. Loretta Lynch, we know, conspired to try to assist Hillary Clinton by way of a a tarmac secret meeting with the subject of 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 a Department of Justice investigation, an FBI investigation. She met with Bill Clinton. I am absolutely not convinced that this stuff all happened without the President of the United States knowing it and approving of it, if not ordering it. 
absolutely an investigation needs to be conducted. Not just for the purposes of a vendetta. I want revenge. They investigated my president. Now I'm going to demand they investigate the former president because I didn't like him. No, this isn't about a vendetta. This is about making sure that the the integrity of the Department of Justice was not compromised once and so that it can never be compromised again. If those things happen, it needs to be known. And it needs to be it needs to be punished so that nobody running a DOJ or running the FBI or any other high levels like this is ever going to involve themselves in, in, in such chicanery in order to influence an election again. Mark is in Fairview Park. Mark, thanks for your patience. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. I was wondering, are you familiar with uh, Mr. Bugliosi? Uh, Bugliosi, yes. Soft G. Yes, I am. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he spent 20 years writing a book on the Kennedy assassination and also prosecuted uh, Charles Manson. Well, his comment on uh, Frank Lane, who represented Oswald's mother, uh, whom even both of her boys considered her a nutcase, was that Lane was a guy who had a typewriter and a lot of time on his hands. And that's the way I view this shift, Nadler and these others. You know, they need to start doing the job they were elected for instead of letting their hate overwhelm, overwhelm their time. And uh, just like Schiff, I was talking to my brother last night from California. They got big problems out there with the middle class leaving and the lower classes because of, of taxes and the prices of homes and everything. So, you know, he needs to busy himself with stuff like that. <clears throat> but you're not seeing their hate bubble over, so uh, hang on. Nadler, I was watching on the news today, he's got a, a list of everything he wants investigated on Trump. I think he's even looking at uh, uh, whether he's using the proper knot when he's tying his shoes in the morning. But, well, yeah, uh, because, the because they, they don't care one rip about what's going on back in their districts, whether it's California or wherever any of these idiots are from. They, they're not there representing the people. They are in Washington right now and on their specific committees with one goal and one goal only, destroy Donald Trump. That's it. It's about reacquiring power, and that means destroying the man in power. That's it. They don't care about infrastructure in their districts. They don't care about um, uh, 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 taxation issues. They don't care about immigration issues. They don't care about regulation issues. They don't care about military. They have one job. It consumes their daily lives 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Destroy Donald Trump. And now that they know that the destruction is not coming from Bob Mueller, they have to find a new way. And these investigations to try to prove what... I mean, this is, this is the part about this that is so infuriating when Congressman Jordan talked about this, too. The Mueller investigation used 19 lawyers, spent over $25 million, issued over 2,800 subpoenas, and interviewed over 500 witnesses. And yet Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff and Elijah Cummings and Marsha, I mean, uh, and uh, Maxine Waters, these slow coaches want us to think that they didn't leave any stone unturned. They want you to believe that Mueller actually left some meat on the bone. I can come up with more metaphors if you want. But they didn't. They they turned over every stone to find collusion. 
They charged people with crimes that had nothing to do with Donald Trump or his campaign just to get them to squeal on Donald Trump, to give them something on collusion. And still, nothing. They turned over every stone before they came back with this report and said no collusion. But Nadler and the rest of these morons want you to believe that, ah, no, there's still more. There's still there's still uh, uh, aspects of this that Mueller didn't look into, so we'll do it. We owe it to the American people, blah, 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 blah. This was exactly why a special prosecutor was appointed, appointed to make sure that they checked everything. And that is exactly what they did and still came back with a big handful of nothing. And they can't stand that. And by the way, I'm going to say this before we take a quick uh, time out. If you're a Trump supporter as I am, try not. And I have to remind myself of this, too, because I went on Facebook and told a couple of jokes. How many Russians does it take to defeat Hillary Clinton in an election? Answer, none. Uh, And it's true. But try not to be too gloaty about this. And the reason why is I don't want anyone to get the, you know, to, to, to get the idea um, that we are celebrating because we got away with it. That, you know, Trump pulled one over on him. Ah, you tried to get him and you couldn't get him. So as, as if, you know, maybe he did something and we're just celebrating by the fact, uh, celebrating the fact that they couldn't get him on it. Don't, don't carry it that way. Don't wear that that way. What we should be is just matter of fact. We should be just shrugging our shoulders and saying, we told you all along. We knew from the get-go this was a political prosecution and investigation simply to destroy Donald Trump. We, all, we always knew there was no collusion. So we shouldn't be going, yes, all right, cheers, no collusion, as if it was in doubt. It wasn't. It was never in doubt. And I think we should carry ourselves that way. It'll drive them nuts. Back after the- 1027 out of Bob France Authority continuing. AM 1420 The Answer. Ron in Lakewood has been waiting ever so patiently to get on the air. You're there now, Ron. Go right ahead. Hey, uh, Bob, you remember uh, Hillary Clinton's statement? I forget when it was exactly, but she said if anyone went after her, she'd take down the rest of Washington with her. Yeah, I heard something like that attributed to her. I don't know if I heard it so come out of her mouth Comey, or if that was one of those. Mueller, and you wonder why these people are acting the way they're acting. She's probably got dirt on them. Did you ever hear of Bill Clinton's shoebox? Uh, yes, I have. And, uh, and, okay. and they, are, they are as dirty and dangerous, quite frankly, as the day is long. Uh, you're, so you're I'm just thinking right about that. all Washington, D.C. is scared silly that they're going to get nailed because she's going she's gonna to dump on all of them. It's entirely possible. If, if they don't keep the focus on Trump, then they're going to look at her. Yeah, it's entirely possible. But the thing is, you know, I mean, she's not running that anymore. You know, and, and her her uh, husband's party and her party isn't running that anymore. Barack isn't in charge. Loretta Lynch, Jim's, Jim's, Jim Comey, they're not in charge anymore. Uh, so, if you know, who's she going to tear down in Washington, D.C., other than the people who were in power during that time? Who's she going to tear down? Uh, and and I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's certainly possible. What you're saying is certainly possible. But I'll tell you what. There better be a second independent counsel appointed. That's the reason why a special counsel appointed. That's the reason why I brought that up with Jim Jordan and I and asked him twice. 
I asked him twice because he didn't really answer it the first time. And he said, you know what? Yes, I've been calling for a second special counsel for a long time, and I see no reason not to continue to call call for one now to get to the bottom of all of that. Uh, TJ in Cleveland next. TJ, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, one thing I do know is that the Mueller report will not change the mind of a single Russian conspiracy kook. Now, you know, in our lifetime, we have all known uh, conspiracy kooks, whether it's been 9-11, Kennedy assassination, Roswell, uh, moon landing. Sure. No matter how much evidence, no matter how much common sense and truth you offer these people, they will never change their mind uh, because they can't. There's something wrong with the way their brain's wired. So I, th- this will go on, you know, with the conspiracies like it always has. And, and like I said, uh, truth doesn't matter to these people. Well, the, what I hope, TJ, you're right about them. The diehards, uh, um, you're right. This Nothing will change their minds. My hope is that the centrists, the moderates, they're the, the election deciders anyway. The ones who were interested to see the outcome of this. They heard Fox News and all of their contributors saying Trump never did anything wrong. They heard CNN and MSNBC saying Trump colluded with Russians. He's guilty. He's dirty. And they're just waiting. They don't subscribe to one side or the other. They're just watching. And now that they've watched, and now that they've seen that the special counsel, counsel says no collusion, it was, it was a lie, it was a fraud, it was false. We tried for two and a half years to find something and couldn't find any evidence of collusion. My hope is that those people, TJ, not the ones who are the conspiracy nuts like you said, but those people, the moderates who don't make up their mind until they see the facts come in, that they will look at this and say, we are not going to reward the Democrats for their deception, for their lies, for their criminal acts. President Trump was unfairly targeted from the beginning, and even two and a half years of special counsel investigation threatening his family and friends couldn't prove otherwise. He was innocent, and we're going to reward him and them with our votes as opposed to those who tried to cheat the system. That's my hope. TJ, thanks for the call. If you're on hold, stay there. Coming right back after this on AM 1420. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Just listening to them cry, listening to them beg, listening to them plead. There's got to be something. There's got to be something we can do. We can't have every egg in this basket crack now because that's all we... And that's what they did. They put every egg in the collusion basket. Come to find out there's no collusion. What are you going to do, Jerry Nadler? What are you going to do? How are you going to handle this? Jerry Nadler, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, well, we've got to find something. a four-page letter from Attorney General Barr outlining his summary of special counsel Robert Mueller's report while making a few questionable legal arguments of his own. I take from this letter three points. First, President Trump is wrong. This report does not amount to a so-called total exoneration. When you consider the fact that the primary reason for the special counsel's investigation was to research possible collusion and he comes back and said there's no collusion then yes jerry it is a full and total 
uh, exoneration of the President of the United States, clinging now to obstruction of justice when there's no nexus with a preceding crime because there was no crime? That, my friend, sounds and smells like desperation. So does Chris Matthews. Yeah, I stick with you, my colleague. Why was there never an interrogation of this president? We were told for weeks by experts, you cannot deal with an obstruction of justice charge or investigation without getting to motive. You do not get to motive unless you hear from the person himself who is being targeted, a subject of the investigation. How can they let Trump off the hook? So far tonight, <laughs> so far tonight, we have no reason to believe Trump is going to be charged by rhetoric in the document itself, in the Mueller report, no, he will not be charged with obstruction or collusion without ever having to sit down with the special counsel Mueller and answer his damn questions. <laughs> he's livid. How can they let him off the hook? We know he's guilty. I don't care about evidence. Damn it, he's guilty. Make him sit down. You cannot compel anyone to sit down for that interview especially to set a perjury trap that people like you are experts in. The meltdown from uh, from the left is just, it's sublime. I mean, it really is. How about Mad Cow? I mean, uh, Maddow, Rachel Maddow. Barr was going to block him. Well, at least as far as this letter goes, from the Attorney General, Bill Barr tonight, Barr says he never exercised that power. He's notifying Congress formally there was never anything the special counsel sought to do that Bill Barr stopped Mueller from doing. And, if, and that's fascinating. Of course, everybody would like to hear that from Robert Mueller as well as from Bill Barr. But uh, at this point, it's only Bill Barr who is speaking on Mueller's behalf. Robert Mueller is still, at this point, publicly silent. She is on the verge of tears. You hear the breakup in her voice. It, it might not play well over the radio. I'm watching a video of Rachel Madcow. Uh, but she uh, she really is. She's uh, she. You should see her face. I mean, she's on the verge of tears. I mean, they're melting down like they did on November 9, 2016, or 10th, or whatever day it was now. I forget the exact date. But but when Trump won, there's, they're, they're, they're literally just, oh, my God, he won? And now it's, oh, my God, he's not going to jail? Oh, my God, he didn't collude with the Russians? They don't know how to handle this. Back to the phones we go. 216-901-0945. My friend Dan Ramada, the uh, chapter uh, president for Act for America in Cleveland. Uh, Act for America is a fantastic organization that I feature uh, on a regular basis on this program for the wonderful work that they do in trying to expose the threats of radical Islam and uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. And we're not just talking about terrorist acts, but much, much more subversive things than that. Uh, They've got a meeting tonight. Hey, Dan, how are you? Uh, Great, Bob. Morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks. Uh, first of all, before you tell me about tonight's meeting, Dan Ramada, your uh, reaction to the Mueller report? Well, as it turns out, <clears throat> maybe my meetings are a little reversed. I'm, our, we're having a webinar on April 15th with General Thomas McInerney. Uh, you've seen him on Fox, of course. Yes. I just had an hour-long video call with him yesterday, and what he was previewing about what he will be talking with us on the 15th about. And it's about this, uh, the Mueller report, and about this whole Russian uh, collusion hoax, which is really a distraction about the collusion that was going on between uh, the DNC, the Hillary uh, campaign. Uh, the it's a cover up for Uranium One. Yep. It's a cover up for uh, all the Clinton Global Initiatives, uh, their foundation nonsense, and um, so they've wasted taxpayer money for two years. And uh, to use as a deflection away from her um, 
or illegal use of the private server. Um, and the spying on the Trump campaign as a result of an NSA spying program called the Hammer. I mean, there's so much he's going to get into um, with us on April 15th. But that's my reaction to this. It's so timely with the Mueller report coming out. No question about it. So that's coming up next month on April 15th. What about tonight? Correct. On March 25th, tonight we have, what's going on? Yes, we have Chris Gobbitz back in town. He was with us last June. <clears throat> he is a gentleman that um, posed as a convert to Islam and infiltrated a care. I uh, was an intern with them, and back in the uh, mid-2000s when the, the hammer was coming down on CARE, they had to scramble and get rid of documents. They had their interns go to the basement and shred documents. Well, he shredded some and grabbed most and got them out of there, 12,000 pages of documents, as a matter of fact, and uh, got them to his dad, and then uh, David Gobbitz, uh, who was in the military, and also investigative reporter Paul Sperry, and who those two wrote a book called The Muslim Mafia and uh, lay out exactly what we know about CARE um, as a propaganda uh, arm for Hamas in this country. And as you see there in the news recently, they're up on Capitol Hill almost daily. They're in uh, full lockstep with, uh, you know, those Justice Democrats, Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar. So we'll be talking about all that tonight. Uh, we'll be talking about censorship. Um, we see how far this is going. Even Fox News is caving to care their demands to, uh, you know, put uh, Janine, uh, Judge Janine on the sideline uh, yeah. for merely stating and making it perfectly clear. And she's asking a question, where does Ilan Omar's anti-Semitism come from? Does it come from these verses in the Quran? She pulled, singled them out. And then she made the comment that Sharia <clears throat> is uh, Sharia a law is not compatible with the U.S. Constitution. Now, they can the left can scream all they want and try to romanticize it, but somehow it is, but it is not. And that is the defining line right there. Um, what she got in trouble with, too, Dan, just briefly here, um, was the criticism of the hijab uh, that, that Ilhan Omar wears. Um, because that just sounds like it's now a religious attack on religious garb, and, and you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make fun of that, why why don't you make fun of the? Uh, and, and my apologies, I don't know what the actual caps are called that uh, that Jews wear. You know, like Ben Shapiro wears and others wear um, some all the time. Some only went in temple and those sort of things. But there's religious garb that a lot of uh, religions require. Um, was that fair to criticize her for her comments on the hijab, or was that just their way of getting Judge Janine? I think they're using that. Um, they're using that. Islamophobia would be irrational fear of Islam. Is Islam okay? Mm -hmm. So okay, let's suppose that even they're right on this the hijab or the uh, whatever she wears, and you keep that out of the equation. This woman's also in politics. If you are in politics, you are fair game, and her policy and her statements our fair game. And that's what maybe maybe Janine she used she shouldn't have brought that up. But what she was saying was her adherence to Sharia. That's the main point she was trying to drive home. And that right. is a symbol and, of it. And and it is that's exactly the point. And I and I and I wonder if that's gotten out there and maybe that's something Chris Gobbitz can speak to tonight as well as he talks about her right. and uh, Talib and everybody else. Because um, essentially as I understood it with the point that she was making is she is not in a country now where that is required of women. You know, in some of the uh, uh, um uh, Muslim-dominated countries, that is required. She's in a free country now. If she's choosing to wear that here, like many do, it's because she is committed to and, and, and lives under the tenets of Sharia, which, of course, is not...
since you got out there. Yeah, you cut out there for a minute. I didn't hear what you said after she's wearing the hijab. Oh, well, it, uh, it, it's okay. Uh, it's, it, uh, it's the same thing we were just talking about. It's, uh, it's whether or not the hijab rep, uh, uh, actually does represent um, the, uh, the adherence to Sharia law, which, of course, is not compatible with the Constitution. Right. And that's the part about Sharia. You know, 67% of it roughly would be the political angle to it. And so uh, it's broad-based, and there is religious aspect to it, a third of it. And so, you know, that's why you have to really be careful on how you nuance it and how you explain it and what you're talking about. So we choose to go after care as Hamas and explain that to people that who that's who these people are, show documentation of it, um, past and present, and then also choose to... Um, Explain, you know, we're going to talk about Omar and Tlaib and who they are and who's who's behind them and who are they all funding, fundraising for, um, and you can go after their policies. Um, but so we don't, um, <clears throat> we're not, uh, in our meetings, as you know, practices, we're not, <laughs> excuse me, we're not practicing Islamophobia because we rarely, rarely do we even talk about Muhammad or the practices and uh, of, of him or his uh Right. You know, of Islam in that respect. We're going after the terrorist side, the civilizational jihad, um, et cetera, threats to the Constitution. Exactly, and that's the, that's the most important point I think people need to get out of this. Uh, tell people how they can be a part of the meeting tonight. Well, they need to email me. So because of the circumstances we face these days, unfortunately, it's not like the good old days. You can just put up our website, put a meeting notice up there, and expect everybody to show up nice and, uh, you know, with good intentions. We have to be careful. So we screen it. Our meetings are private, and people have to email me at info at actcleveland, actcleveland.org. Um, I get a chance to vet you, for one, um, and then we send you the private meeting invitation. Um, people should know that they, we do charge $5 for our meetings because it covers our expenses, uh, rental and speaker fees. And also we do uh, ask for photo ID. So uh, believe it or not, we've had some people try to register, and, and uh, you know, they're just – infiltrators from whatever wacky left organization happens to be in town that day. It's a shame that it's that, it's that way, but it is. We've all seen these kinds of things where uh, meetings are interrupted and people storm in and uh, and create chaos and problems. Sometimes they become uh, violent uh, on a moderate level, if not a serious level. So you're right. You do have to be very, very careful. So if you need... You know, actually, uh, let me point out one more thing I'm actually kind of grateful for. <clears throat> you know, we've been talking for years. We told you a long time ago about the OIC, Organization of Islamic Cooperation, and trying to stop all criticism of Islam worldwide. And Hillary, when she was Secretary of State, saying, well, you know, we can't do that. We have the First Amendment. People would look at us well, like we're deer in the headlights or with deer, uh, deer in the headlights. Look, I'm like, what are you talking about? How can they stop us from communicating? Well, look what's happening these days. They're, the left is stopping speech or censoring speech of all sorts. So I'm, when I'm, so I'm grateful, I'm grateful that it's happening on all the different topics or subjects that matters that we're concerned about, whether it be, I mean, something as stupid as this gender pronoun nonsense and, you know, um, guys and girls' bathrooms and, uh, you know, climate change and open borders. No matter what it is, you're not allowed to talk about it. That's the new rules 
uh, that we're living under, or supposedly. Unless, unless, you're, unless what you're going to talk about uh, complies with the progressive narrative. That's the that's the correct. Difference. Yeah, on, on any of those issues, 100% right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, as Dan just said, if you want to attend the meeting tonight, listen to Chris Gobbitz, who is just a brilliant, brilliant man and a very brave man, too, who uh, uh, did indeed go undercover, as he said, to, uh, with care to try to uh, get all of this important information. Uh, uh, make sure you send an email to him. Dan, that email address again? Info at actcleveland, A-C-T, cleveland.org. Send Dan uh, an email so that you can request uh, the ability to attend that. And uh, uh, as long as, again, uh, Dan is able to uh, confirm who you are and what your intentions are there, you'll uh, have a great time tonight listening to Chris Gobbitz, and you'll be a lot smarter. Yeah, I might add that they might want to, even if they can't attend tonight, still email me and get involved with us, and I will um, let them know how they can view it after the fact uh, and maybe certainly get on our mailing list so they know about the upcoming webinar with General Thomas McInerney on April 15th. Great advice. Absolutely right. Dan, thanks so much for all of that. Thank you, Bob. Have a great day. Dan Hermata uh, from Act Cleveland, or Act for America, should say the Act Cleveland uh, chapter, uh, joining us here on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to squeeze in a call from Navy Man Norm before we go to traffic. Uh, Navy Man, go right ahead. You're on the air. Bob, first I want to say what a pleasure was uh, seeing you at the uh, conference of all the conservative groups on Saturday and meeting your lovely wife and daughter. And uh, my my wife even made the comment. She says, you know what, the picture of the three of you would be a poster of what a traditional American family looks like. Well, that's very kind of you to say, although my son would probably feel a little left out. He wasn't at the meeting. <laughs> but, but thank you for that. No, in all seriousness, thank you for that. It was a great event. It's always a pleasure to see you, and I think that's the first time I've ever seen your lovely wife. So it was uh, uh, it was really nice to, to meet her and to see you again, and what a great event that was. You can only imagine 45 years with me, but I'll let that go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know what they say, with age comes wisdom, and uh, your comment about that we should not gloat is is very well founded because rather than think think emotionally, you know, and uh, run around and do victory laps and shout to the heavens and then turn around and, you know, gloat over these people and point the finger, the best thing is to be calm and just say, hey, uh, <laughs> the president was right. He told you there was no collusion and there was no obstruction, period, end of story. But there's also another comment, revenge is best served cold. And I have a feeling that there's going to be some uh, some of the investigations are going to bear fruit, and they're going to come when the Democrats least expect it. And uh, I don't think Bill Barr is the kind of guy that they want to harass under uh, testimony in front of some congressional committee, because I think he'll make fools of them as they are. But uh, anyway, just wanted to thank you uh, with that comment about don't gloat, don't do victory laps, and basically uh, just sit back and smile. And that's all we're doing. So take care. Navy man, thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure. God bless. Uh, and your, your point is spot on. Um, you know, revenge is a dish best served cold. Although I would, if I had to take issue with anything that Navy man Norm just said, it might be that, you know, investigations into some of what the Democrats were involved in would not be on, you know, with the, with the, the goal or the motive of revenge. It, it would more to me be stopping and, and, and punishing bad acts, prior bad acts, for the purpose of making sure they're not repeated. I'm looking to the future of our republic. You know what I mean? I want those at the highest level of government in the DOJ and in the FBI and in Hillary Clinton's team, I want them 
prosecuted and punished, not for the purpose of vengeance, but because I want everybody else to say, look at that. These people are wearing jumpsuits now. These people had their, 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 their freedom taken away from them because of what they tried to pull to game the system, to stop the American people from having the, 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 the liberty to cast votes and have the uh, outcome be what they want it to be. Uh, they're trying to uh, get FISA court warrants to spy on political opponents to stop them, trying to uh, smear them, slander them paint them in a way uh, that, that makes it look like they've committed collusion and so on and so forth. These things need to be punished so that people look and say, these people over there who are, who are in prison for that right now are reasons why we should never even try it again. So I'm looking at more as a precedent setter than a, than a vengeance tour. But um, either way, it has to happen. We'll be right back after this. In household. segment of the Bob France Authority on this Monday morning. I want to take this opportunity to remind you of um, actually two things. Number one, uh, I want to remind you about Food for the Poor, and I want to remind you about your chance to be a business benefactor and receive a ton of free commercial advertising on AM 1420, The Answer, just for helping to feed some starving kids and to provide some life-saving water and medicine for some of the poorest people in the Western Hemisphere in Haiti through Food for the Poor. Uh, donate $500 to Food for the Poor. If you're a business owner, we will then give you $1,000. That's double the return for your $500 tax-deductible donation. We'll give you $1,000 in free advertising on AM 1420, The Answer. It just doesn't get any better than that. You donate the 500 bucks, then you get to write that off on your taxes, and then you get $1,000 worth of free advertising on our program and on this network, on this radio station. Call 844-868-4673 for that. 844-868-4673. One $500 donation gets you 1000 If you donate 1000 we'll give you $2,000 worth of free advertising. It's all for the benefit of the starving people in Haiti. We get nothing out of it. You can also do it online at whkradio.com by clicking the Food for the Poor banner ad. So that's what I want to remind you of. And the last thing before we close is tonight, I advise you to turn on the History Channel. If you have not yet seen the trailer for or any of the advertising for Jesus, His Life, it starts tonight. It's obviously timed up perfectly for Lent. Jesus, His Life is a new eight-part series, premieres tonight on the History Channel. It's an intimate 360-degree portrait of Jesus from eight different and intimate perspectives. Each episode shows Jesus and the life of Jesus through the eyes of someone different, including Joseph, John the Baptist, Mary, his mother, Caiaphas, Peter, Pontius Pilate, and others. It's simply spectacular. It's a, You know, we've all seen a lot of the... Jesus specials, particularly the Passion and uh, specials like that. Jesus of Nazareth from when I was younger. This is an entirely different look. So I cannot uh, recommend it strongly enough. Check out the trailer on YouTube, too. It's called Jesus, His Life. It'll really whet your appetite and make sure you want to tune in to the first episode of this eight-part series on the History Channel, Jesus, His Life. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the silence.